Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is episode number 41 of the Hustling for Happiness podcast. What to do when your family doesn't support you. Hello, beautiful people. This is Chris Teich, the creator of Hustling for Happiness. And if you're unfamiliar with what that is, Hustling for Happiness is a personal development website where I write blog articles to inspire you to get after your goals and dreams each and every day. But if you don't have time to read the blog or you don't enjoy reading, then I record them for you right here on the podcast. So let's get into episode number 41, what to do when your family doesn't support you. I received a message from a follower of mine on Instagram asking me to talk about the stage of life for people in their 20s, in their early 20s specifically. After a little digging, this follower shed some light on some worries of theirs. For example, quote, Things we should worry about and shouldn't. Second one, deciding what route to take, even though the odds might be risky. And the third point, family may or may not support. All right. So before I break this down, I want to commend this person on their vulnerability And they raise some very valid concerns that I know I can help with. Plus, it'll benefit a lot of you who either read the blog or listen to the podcast. So to my follower who opened up to me in our conversation, I thank you. Let's dive in. Quote, Worry often gives a small thing a big shadow. Unquote. Swedish proverb. I have talked about and mentioned worrying in previous blogs and podcast episodes. However, it always bears repeating. Worrying is like being on a rocking chair. You waste energy and you never physically move anywhere. We, human beings, are worrying creatures. (laughs) We fret and ponder the worst constantly. Our brains are naturally negative and will always find our fears, doubts, paranoias, and things to stress about. Now, as I stated in my last blog and last episode, The Power of Focus, we must do our best to focus on what is in our control. The worry and anxiety will increase if we focus too much and too long on the things that are out of our control, okay? I suggest that you go back and listen to that previous episode where I go into much deeper detail on this concept and this idea, but... There's an issue that I'd like to point out with the first, you know, the first sentence that this follower of mine told me. Things we should worry about and shouldn't. First, stop saying the word should. Get rid of it. Should implies pressure and winds up crushing you over time. Anytime you say the word should, like uh, I should have this job by now. I should have this relationship by now. I should have this money by now. I should be at a certain point in my life right now. Anytime that you say the word should, I should go to the gym. I shouldn't have that cookie. I should X, Y, Z, A, B, C, 
ETC, it doesn't really matter. I want you to catch yourself anytime that you say that word. And then replace the word should with could instead. So I'll use the wording from earlier. The wording from earlier that was sent to me was things we should worry about and shouldn't worry about. This is what happens when you replace the word should. Things we could worry about or not. Saying the word could instead of should puts the power back in your court. It helps you feel in control because it allows you the opportunity of choice. When you say the word should, there is no choice. The choice has been made for you and you become a slave to the conditions essentially. Now, secondly, my second point when it comes to things I should be worrying about or not, why worry at all? Why choose to worry? What is the point of that? Unless it is a life or death, high stakes type of issue, then you don't need to worry. You don't need to worry. So I want you to scurry away from worry and instead choose focus in its place. Worry only looks at the wall. Focus finds a way over it, under it, around it, or when all else fails, through it. Worry just looks at the wall. Focus bulldozes it. The only worry about things, I only want you to worry about things that are life and death issues, but even then I'm hesitant to say the word worry. I would rather you focus and focus on finding solutions because when you're focused on seeking and finding solutions, you will find them. Quote, the greatest mistake you can make in life is to be continually fearing you will make one. Albert Hubbard. The second concept this follower pointed out was, quote, deciding what route to take, even though the odds might be risky. Okay. Something to know. There will always be risks with anything in life, money, jobs, career, passions, relationships, health, etc. Risk is a part of it. No risk, no reward. We've all heard that. But I want you to remember it. If there's no risk, then there's no reward. So knowing that risk will always be there with any topic in your life, go for your dreams. Seriously, go for your dreams. I will link a previous episode where I really go into the one thing that will always be with you is the name of the episode. I think it was episode number 38, but this very much deals with the principle of what you can rely on. And it's your dreams. Now, of course, there's risk involved. Risk is involved in everything. Now, knowing that risk is involved with anything we do in life, wouldn't you want to face the risks associated with your dreams and your goals? As opposed to settling on something that isn't your dream and then having to face those risks? Like, if you got to face risk anyway, you might as well face the risk in the topic with the thing that matters the most to you. And now here's the thing. A lot of people won't take action because they're afraid of that risk. However, I want you to remember this and write it down if you can. The greatest risk you take is not taking any risks at all. The hazard of getting into a car accident is always ever present, but that doesn't keep you from driving. The threat of crashing while flying in an airplane is always there, 
But that doesn't keep you from going on vacations and traveling. The risk of death is always around, but yet you still get out of bed each and every day. So do I. Now, without risk, there's no true reward. There's no actual living. The payoff from facing the risk, especially when it comes to your dreams, is the greatest high we can have as human beings. It is the greatest high that we can experience. There is no chemical drug out there that can reproduce the feeling of achieving our goals. The reward you gain for facing that risk is true fulfillment. But if you don't take the risk, you invite regret. And that's hell on earth. Lack of support. Quote, to be a champ, you have to believe in yourself when no one else will. Sugar Ray Robinson. Now, this one is a little bit tricky, and I'm going to run the risk of making some blanket statements here. I don't know the full story of this person's family life or their experience, but I'm still going to do my best to bring, in, bring them some value. So... Follow me for a second. Let's say your family doesn't support you at all. Let's say your best friends and those closest to you don't support you either. Let us say that no one on earth supports you and your dreams. Guess what? Your dreams are still there. They are your dreams, not theirs. This is your life, not anyone else's. Now, this is a beautiful opportunity that life has given you. It's going to cultivate your belief. You have to remember that on the journey toward achieving your dreams, you will find yourself at times in darkness. I want you to think of a train that goes, you know, through a tunnel, right through a mountain, gets real dark in those. That's what it's going to be like sometimes when you're chasing your dreams. You will be the only one who believes in you. There's going to be moments on that journey, on that path, where nobody is cheering you on. Nobody's on the sidelines rooting for you. You will be the only one that believes in you at times. Does it suck? Yeah. But do you need the support of others to get out of the dark? To achieve your dreams? No. The only thing that you need is your belief. In those dark times, the only thing that you need is your belief. And that belief will light the way. Now, you're going to hear all the resistance from everybody around you. All the critics and the naysayers will comment on how hard it is to become what you want and to do what you want. It's competitive. So many fail trying to do that. I mean, you know, I, I've heard so much of this. And anyone that has gone on to achieve their goals and dreams has always heard these well-meaning individuals that don't believe, that only see how difficult it is, how long the journey is, how far they have to travel, how much work it's going to take. These people are well-meaning. However, they can only tell you their perspective. 
They haven't done it or they failed. They either have no knowledge on how to achieve it or they don't believe. So don't ever let someone tell you that you can't do something because you can. Now, before I go into the next section in the blog, I'm going to rant here a little bit on the podcast because this is one of the reasons why I created this this whole brand is that if you're constantly concerned with what other people are going to think about you, you're not living your life anymore. You're living your life for someone else. You're going to be jumping through their hoops and walking on their eggshells. You're not living for you. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be disrespectful. I'm not saying that you have to not care about them. But at times, you have to be your number one supporter. I'm reminded of a story about Elon Musk. He was on an interview. I think it was 60 Minutes. And if you don't know who Elon Musk is, he's a billionaire, created Teslas, the cars, SpaceX, and originally became uh, rich by creating PayPal. He made, I think it was $180 million for creating and then selling PayPal. He took all of that money. It was like... A hundred million to start SpaceX and then 80 million (laughs) to start Tesla, right? And all of these other engineers, uh, inventors, innovators, people that he looked up to were looking at what he was doing and what he was attempting to do and they didn't agree with it. His heroes didn't believe in him. And he says in the interview, he actually says in the interview how heartbreaking it was and how difficult that was for him. He actually has tears in his eyes on this 60 Minutes interview. But then after it, he said, yeah, that was, that that hurt. That was disheartening, but I never give up. He didn't allow the disbelief of others to impact the belief in himself and his visions. So that's my message to you. Now I'm going to jump back and go to the blog. The four-minute mile. Okay, throughout human history, people have attempted to break what's known as the four-minute mile. It's running a mile in under four minutes. The Greeks apparently used to drag people by horses in order to try and get them to run faster. Scientists and doctors in the modern world and contemporary times claimed that it was physiologically impossible for a human to run that fast. Bones would break, muscles would tear, and the heart would explode, etc., etc. They claimed it was, quote, impossible. Until Roger Bannister came along. Now, this man had next to no support. His family thought he was nuts. He was laughed at by fellow athletes, and of course, the science community had no belief That anyone could break this milestone, much less him. But he believed. He believed it so fully that after years of training, he broke the four-minute mile. On May 6th, 1954, Roger Bannister ran a mile in three minutes and 59 seconds. Then, after he achieved it, People then believed in him 
And people then supported him. And people were cheering him on. And they were clapping for him. And then everyone was there. Prior to it, everyone thought he was crazy. They were calling him nuts. They said he was a lunatic. They wrote him off. But then he goes on and he does it. He achieves it. He accomplishes it. He eventually had to get to a point where it didn't matter what anyone else thought, if they were on his side or not. He was going to do this. He was going to do it. And he did. Then after he did it, the whole world celebrated him. Isn't that funny? Now, here's what's really fascinating. Since Bannister broke this record, ever since he did that in 1954, over 1,500 professional runners have broken it in competition. Matter of fact, five high school boys have broken the four-minute mile since 2015 alone. What happened? What happened? Literally, no one before Roger Bannister was able to do it. Then this guy comes along and does it, and now people know it's possible. They know it's possible. No one thought it could be achieved. Roger Bannister did, and he went on and he did it. Because he did it, because he blazed that trail, so many other people now knew it was possible and they were able to follow in his footsteps. He believed in himself and he believed so strongly that it was possible. And as a result, he did the impossible. I want you, my friends that are listening, if you're going to listen to other people when it comes to your goals, your dreams, and the life that you desire, I want you to listen to those who have done it. Get advice from them if you can. Research their stories and find out how they achieved it. But do not believe in anything that other people are telling you, especially when it comes to you not being able to make your dreams a reality. Don't believe that. You have to explore that for yourself. You have to look into that for yourself. To those who don't support you, screw them. Go and prove them wrong. Decide what you want, what you want to be, the life that you desire to have. Work your ass off for it and prove them all wrong. Now, the main reason behind it is because it's your dream, not because you're seeking to prove other people wrong. No, you can use that as fuel, and you can use that as motivation, but that can't be, <laughs> that can't be the main reason why you're doing what you're doing. You're not going to get fulfillment that way. It's got to be for you. But anytime when things get hard, when things get difficult on the path, on the journey towards what you want, I want you to remember all those people that underestimated you. I want you to remember all those people that told you it can't be done. I want you to remember all those people that didn't believe. And that's going to keep you going. Prove them wrong. And then everybody will then become a believer. And then everybody will support you. 
I hope this episode has brought you some value. Please share the content with those that you feel may benefit from it. I'm trying to help as many as I can while I can. Uh, Also, if you haven't gotten a free copy of the self-discipline manual, I will put a link in the description. Uh, I wrote it. It's not a super long ebook, but it helps you go from just being a goal setter to a goal achiever. And also, this whole episode and this whole blog was inspired from a conversation that I had with someone on Instagram. So please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter. It's chris.teich. So my friends, do not worry. Focus and cultivate belief. Go and prove them wrong and keep hustling for happiness. Peace.